If you love motorcycles, live music, and doing things a bit differently, check out Mothwing Metalworks Jewelry. Female-owned, operated, and designed, Brittany Jacobs makes the kind of jewelry you would see on your favorite musician on stage. Made from sterling silver, turquoise, obsidian. Follow her on Instagram at Mothwing Metalworks and shop online mothwingmetalworks.com. One thing people need to know about you is that you are a stop you in your tracks once in a lifetime kind of voice and talent. Your music has been reminding me of why I ever loved music in the first place for a very long time. It's rock, it's roll, full of soul. Matt James, vocalist of Blacktop Mojo. Where does all that soul come from anyways? I don't know. I didn't think you were talking about me for a second there. Was, <laughs> you're talking about somebody else. See, you're still uh, humble. That's what's funny about you. You're still like cute and like, oh, what, me, huh? And then you go up on stage <laughs> and do these like incredible things that totally blow me away. And I'm just, you know, it just blows me away all the time. But you well, are, um, you. you've got that passion. You've got that soul. You've got that drive. If anyone watches any of those YouTube videos, if they've seen you online, there's millions and millions of views for a reason. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So um, where'd your love for music come from? Where's that, like, fire come from? Have you always had it inside you? Um, I think I've always loved music. I mean, uh, I remember being a little kid and singing in the shower all the time. And uh, just, I don't know. It just always felt right, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, talking about, like, singing in the shower like all of us, that's funny. Yeah. Um, but I love, love, love to ask vocalists this question. It seems perfect to ask you, um, especially. We've talked, like, a little bit about, you know, like, hey, when did you first know you were great? So, like, when did you kind of discover your voice and what was kind of your journey to becoming the singer that you are today of, like, believing in yourself and, like, making the decision to do this? Um, well, the first time I ever sang in front of anyone that I can remember, um, I was in the fifth grade play and it was the wizard of Oz and I tried out to be the lion and one and of the you teachers got the part that, and you really look like the lion and you'll be, I did get the part. You're typecast uh, for the rest of your life. Okay. I'll shut up. Go on. <laughs> no, but, uh, one of the teachers that was like one of the judges, I guess they had like this whole American idol situation uh-huh. set up in the, in the school cafeteria, uh, for the auditions and stuff. And I went up and I sang, uh, somewhere over the rainbow and I got off the stage and I remember, having to close my eyes and like my knees shaking like super hard. I don't think, uh, I don't know how I walked off the stage, you know, that were shaking super bad. Um, but anyway, one of the teachers that was one of the judges was my mom was a teacher's assistant and she was her, uh, she was paired up with my mom and she told my mom, she was like, he's, he can really sing. Like he's, he's pretty good, you know? And that's the first time I ever heard anybody say that. So, Wow, I love that. So now I'm just dying to know, would you ever, could you ever, would you ever sing Over the Rainbow for us? 
Oh, for sure. Oh, that's sure. so great. That is so cool. Well, maybe like we can get like a little video of that and we could like put it on social media because that just, yeah. oh, it just warms it my heart. <laughs> put it out on the Instagrams or something. Oh, yeah, the grams. We love the grams. Yes. We're all about those. So what bands and songs are you like absolutely loving these days? Um, you've exposed me definitely to some new bands and new songs. So what are you just loving, loving, loving these days? Mm. Um, I was really digging. Uh, this morning is the first time I listened to the Deftones new song, um, oh, wow. Ohms. Um, and it's good. I really can't wait for the for the new album. Um, the Killers' new album is freaking phenomenal it's it's awesome i love the killers um those are two that like just came out in the last month that i can that you can really attest say to. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that you stand by that i like that, that I can, yeah <laughs> so i can see you in your room right now um and there's a bears flag up there on the wall bears fan huh uh yeah uh my family is all from illinois so Oh, okay, kinda, there you go. Got, like, we're all got, in Texas. It was like, where's the Bears thing come from? Yeah, I got raised in it. Uh, we moved to Texas when I was really young, so. Uh, oh, there you go. I've oh, lived here. lived here pretty much my whole life, but they're all, I was raised a Bears fan. There you unfortunately go. for me. <laughs> well, I'm a Packers fan, so it's a little oh, bit boo. of rivalry there, but at least you're not oh. a Dallas Cowboys fan. <laughs> True. At least we're both not Cowboys fans. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's one thing these two people from Texas can agree on. Not there the Cowboys. Go. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently you are the champion of the world when it comes to trivia. If you were going <laughs> up against Chris Jericho for the wrestling or the wrestling or the trivia of all time, trivia belts like you won, what category would you like totally kick ass in? Um... I've been doing pretty well at history oh, cool. and um, the office. I know <laughs> pretty much everything there is to know about the office um, and Harry Potter trivia. Surprisingly, I oh, know nice. a lot about that. Um, uh, okay, well, there's a lot to unpack there. So first, yeah. history. <laughs> I'm a huge history buff. Like I love Greco-Roman. I love Renaissance history. I um, love, love, love. You know, um, yeah, like Greek mythology is a f fave of mine. What kind of history are you super into? Um, I actually just listened to a podcast this morning about Greek mythology. So oh, did you? Which one is it? I listened yeah. to one too. Um, I usually listen to uh, Time Suck by Dan Cummins. He's like a he's a comedian, but he does all these really informative um, and funny podcasts about oh, nice. all all kinds of different stuff. Oh, perfect. Well, we can call this episode Time Suck. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's funny. That's awesome. So that's cool. So you like Greek mythology. Is there any other time period you really like a lot? Uh, medieval times, uh, Civil War times, uh, the 50s. I think it would have been cool to go back and if I could time travel, I would go to the 50s and drive a Corvette around and buy a quarter go. hamburger and... Oh, God, yeah. Go, go see the birth of rock and roll. You know? Right? I know, right? That'd be super cool. How cool would it have been to see Little Richard, like, when he was starting out uh, in a bar? Like, if you just walked into a bar and the, the, the bar band that night was Little Richard. Think about it. Uh, yep. Yep, awesome. yep, yep, yep. Um, 
So you need to look up uh, Lincoln Durham. He's... Oh, I love Lincoln Durham. Oh, okay, you know him. Okay, cool. I so, have. yeah, I, I was just... to him in a while, but... Yeah, I was just thinking about, like, anything that I could kind of relate to that feeling of, like, walking into a really cool bar. And I remember being in Deep Ellum, like, five or six years ago in Dallas, um, and I was headed to go see P, uh, P.O.D. at Trees. But right across the street, there's just this music, um, you know, coming out of the building, and they have, like, garage door f- floor open things, so they, like, open yeah. it up so you can see inside. And Lincoln Durham was playing, and his music just, like, pulled me in. And I had never seen P.O.D. play before. You know, it was my dream from middle school to see P.O.D. (laughs) And I was like, but, oh, my God, I've got to walk in and see this guy play. So I stayed for, like, three or four songs of his. And I still still find them every now and then. I still have them on my phone and just keep saving them and, like, resending them to myself so I never lose them. Was he doing the the like the one man band thing where he was yeah. playing the kick drum and playing the guitar? How do people do that? I don't, I understand. don't know. I mean, how do you do what you do? Like, how do you do that? I don't know. I'm <laughs> only doing one thing at a time, though. It's just you know, I, I, I'm not. He's You're... doing like four things. <laughs> he's doing so many things. That's where all the guys come in. You've got Nate. You've got Ryan. You've got Cat. You've got Chuck. Yeah. So, yeah. So you can yeah. you can do your need... thing. We need four other people to do what he does by himself. <laughs> I know, but he does it like I'm just the biggest Elvis girl in the entire world. So I love yeah. Elvis. Like I, I posted a murder podcast meme today, but like in my soul, I really wanted to find a really gorgeous old photo of Elvis and post that on my Instagram today because it's been raining outside and I've just been feeling very romantic very and Elvis-y. Elvis-y. Yeah, I've been feeling very <laughs> Elvisy. Um, yeah. But yeah, have you, ever, have you been to Graceland? I'm sure you've been. No, to I haven't. No, no. Oh, Isn't that so awful? Cool. Yeah, it's very awful. You should remedy that. They I have um, these these iPads. It's like a virtual tour guide thing. Mm-hmm. But the iPads, they hand you this iPad and some headphones, and you walk around. And John Stamos is your tour guide. So it's kind <laughs> of it's kind of weird, but it's it's pretty cool, man. It's Uncle it's, Jesse's your tour guide. That's great. Uncle Jesse. <laughs> well, yeah, if you, yeah, makes sense for Uncle Jesse. Oh, yeah, have mercy, right? Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Sorry, all these, like, childhood memories. Yeah, they come flooding back. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, because he did the thing with the thing, and he did the have mercy. And then the yeah. Lori Laughlin, and she's going to prison because <laughs> she wasn't humble, which I love. I just love that, like, she's at least going to prison for a couple months, especially... You know, I just, she was never humble about it, and she never was really sorry. She never apologized. No, I don't think so. She should have apologized. She was never sorry. Like, she was like, I'm rich. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the other, the yeah, the other lady, I forget, um, she's way more famous, had way more money, you know, and she immediately went very solemn, very quick, yeah. and was like, <sighs> Dear United States of America, I apologize so much. I am so very sorry. <laughs> I I know not what I do, and I did it, and I'm sorry, and I'm so very sorry, and I'll never, ever, 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 ever do it again. Yeah, she never did that. So I'm like, good, go to prison. Yeah. You're not sorry. But no, I do need to go to Graceland. Do you believe in past lives? Uh, Yeah, for sure. I feel like being an old soul is definitely a thing in 
that kind of ties into that, I feel like, you know. Yeah. Have you ever, um, I don't like know, are you into paranormal? Do you ever get feelings about things? Do you believe in things? I believe in everything. What do you believe in? Yeah. I mean, there's definitely some weird things that happen that are unexplainable, you know? I mean, I believe in ghosts and stuff. Yeah. And yeah, I had actually, I had a ghost encounter with my little sister when we were kids growing up. Oh, wow. Tell Um, me about it. So, uh, we lived in this house that was built in like probably the fifties growing up. And every time we took a long road trip, me and my sister would stay up all night so we could sleep in the car the next day. Uh-huh. Like every time we went back to Illinois or, or whatever for Christmas. So we stayed up all night and we're watching movies and stuff. And, uh, the room that we would like watch movies and hang out in was like an add on to the house. And it's where the back porch used to be. And whenever my dad would walk through the, the kitchen was behind us. So like whenever anybody would walk through the kitchen, you could kind of feel like, you know, somebody was back there in the kitchen and yeah. you could kind of hear it. And we felt like the pressure change or whatever, you know, in the room, mm-hmm. like somebody's walking through the kitchen and we both turned around at the exact same time and we, there was no one there. Like, and uh-huh. we smelled, we both smelled cigarette smoke, which like makes sense because like the old guy that owned the house before mm-hmm. we moved in, that was the back porch. So that yeah. would be where he would smoke cigarettes and stuff. So I don't know. That was my... That's my little paranormal experience story. Yeah. So. Well, I love that. And that's like a big mm. sign is like smelling things and feeling a presence. Yeah. And like you can feel when something. It wasn't like, it wasn't like bad or scary or anything. It was just weird. And we both, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought anything of it if it was like by myself, but yeah. we both turned around at the exact same time. Yep. And we both smelled cigarettes. Wow. Yeah, I feel it too. I'm like putting myself in the room. I'm like, there was totally something there. You know there is. You know there was. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Well, um, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but I have a photo with a ghost in the background. I'm like, it was uh, my best friend from high school. I'm still best friends today. Yeah. Hey, Creighton. Love you. Um, so she actually lived in a big white old house. And her parents were out of town for the weekend, so we were throwing a party, and we invited all of our friends over. No one was allowed inside because we didn't want the cops called or anything. So we had all the lights turned off in the house, and there was, like, no one allowed inside. And her and I, like, I jumped in her lap and was hugging her, and we were taking a photo. And then we are both so self-centered and, like, so self-obsessed with ourselves <laughs> that we both had this photo printed and on our walls and frames for like six months and then I took it off my wall to go to Walmart to go scan it to put it up on MySpace because those were the days and I didn't see it till then but there was a massive ghost in the background and you can see on the photo there's like a light beaming down Um, there's a lady with a skull face with hair and she's wearing like this kind of veil on top of her head. She's holding a baby, and then there's another face on the other side of her. Whoa. And you can clearly see it. So That's super creepy. Yeah, it was really um, creepy. Like, she ignored it. She's really good about ignoring that stuff because she still lived yeah. there. And she's like, oh, la, 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 I'm ignoring it, and I'm not paying attention to it. Her brother's That's just really... Lola the ghost back there. Yeah, with her, right. With her baby. 
Yeah, in in the, in the big white old house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> in the like classic big white old house. Yeah, it used to like. I would think about it, like when I would spend the night in the den with a blanket over me. I'd be like, <laughs> oh, so you like went, you went back there? Oh like, yeah, no, it's like my bestie's house. So yeah, oh, for okay. years. So um, yeah, no, I got you. Definitely think about it when I would spend the night over there. <laughs> we nicknamed her Estelle, and we talked about it happy. So Estelle. yeah, there's That's a little um, happy Halloween. Because it's like September 3rd when we're recording this. So it's almost Halloween. I got you. Almost. Oh, but anyways, uh, long story short, too late. Um, too late. Super <laughs> feel like I knew Elvis in a past life. I've always had this like super okay. crazy, weird connection to Elvis for no reason. Okay. Um, and <laughs> like I have this, uh, I've always had this recurring dream that like my grandma had died and I like wake up crying and then I call my grandma and tell her about it. And it's super sad. I'm like, Oh my God. Oh, so sad. Grandma, you passed away. Um, so I've always like had that dream. And then one time I had a dream that Elvis died and I, the same thing, same response that I have, like with my grandma, I like woke up crying and was like, Elvis died. Elvis died. And I was so, I was so sad. And Elvis died. Yeah. I was totally distraught. And Elvis died, like, way before I was even born. So right. that's a funny. So I need to get to Graceland. You need to get to Long story, we're wrapping <laughs> back around. You definitely need to go see Graceland So with pass, Uncle go, Jesse. you know, keep on going, go left, go right, all the things. Yeah. Um, I think there's something else, uh, another category, but we'll just keep on going. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's been fun keeping up with you in quarantine. You're my favorite person to send, like, Cheers sitcom videos to. Yes. Been having fun that way. But 2020 I, hasn't been a total loss so far. Um, I got to party with you guys in March for my birthday. 2020 has yeah. also given us your most recent EP, Static. It's yeah. moodier than your previous work, I think. Super sexy. Um, was listening to Watch Me Drown last night. Super moody, super sexy. Love that song. Uh, Leave It Alone's another good one. So there's like some sultriness and some scandalous feelings to that. What's Definitely. like the meaning behind the lyrics in those two songs? Um, those two songs, Watch Me Drown was basically like a really dark time that I was going through and I didn't feel like it was one of those things where you're like, why is nobody asking me what's wrong? You know? And you, you you feel like, you know, the people around you should notice, but it was like, I wasn't reaching out for help either. So it's kind of, it's on me, you know, but it was just a, it's that feeling of helplessness that, you know, you're, you're drowning and, and you feel like somebody should save you, but they're not, you know? Wow. That's, that's really beautiful. That's, (laughs) it's very sad. No, but it's really, I mean, that's important. Those are like important lyrics and important meanings to it. And it's super, yeah. Um, it really matches feeling like that, and especially like these times, people are going through some shit, man. They really are. Absolutely. Um, and they yeah. should never be ashamed or like afraid to reach out for help. That's kind of, you know, I felt 
it felt good to write that song just because it it was like, hey, I'm getting it out there finally. Like I'm mm-hmm. getting it off of my chest. I need I need a little bit of something to to pull me out of this funk here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And then um, leave it alone was um, it's about um, veterans, uh, people that go off to war or people that go through. Um, you know, traumas, deep traumas and stuff in their lives. And, and, you know, when you go through something like that, I, I, I feel like, you know, I'm speaking from the outside, but I feel like you, a lot of people, they don't want to talk about that kind of stuff. You know, that's not something that you walk up and like, you know, just hearing stories of, of veterans where they're at a bar or something and somebody asks them, you know, like, Hey, have you ever killed somebody? Like just right mm-hmm. off the bat. You know, it's just kind of like, hey, that's not cool. That's not that's not something that you ask about. There's millions of other stories that they could tell you about their time in the service or their their people that they serve with or their time, you know, in the war. So, um, yeah, it just kind of comes from that that respect and some of our buddies that have served and. Um, that's kind of where the story came from. I love that. Um, I didn't get that. And now that I know like the meaning behind it, it means so much more. And those are really incredible themes. So you've been, you've been doing some work during quarantine. You've been getting some stuff out. Yeah. Been getting, you got to get the darkness out somehow. (laughs) There you go. I just send you like videos of, Diane being funny on Cheers, and then which you... I love because <laughs> Cheers is awesome, and everyone yeah. should watch Cheers because they, yeah, it makes me so happy. They, they can learn so much about life by watching Cheers. I just love the dynamic between like men and women. It just yes, it just slays me. I think it's the most hysterical thing ever. So I think that's like one of the reasons yeah. why I love to watch it. I'm like, God, that's funny. It's so funny. Well, now that I know about those two songs, um, tell me about Signals Gone and The End. Um, Okay, Signals Gone, um, which we have a video coming out for on Tuesday. Hey. Shameless (laughs) plug. Um, It's about this girl that I was talking to, and we went out on a couple of dates, and everything I thought was going pretty good. And uh, she even came out to see a few shows like while we were on tour and stuff. And then one day she just quit talking to me. She just ghosted me kind of. And so <laughs> um, I was pretty sad about it, <laughs> like, you, like you get. Uh-huh. And uh, uh, Kiefer was, I think we were up in, hell, I don't even know where the hell we were at. We were up in, like, New Jersey or something, and Kiefer, we had, like, a day off at a hotel. And uh, this is this is our first tour when we were in the in the van. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we'd stay at hotels all the time. And he was out by the pool, and he was playing that riff. And I was like, I think I got something for this. And uh, just kind of wrote the song on the spot right there and held on to it till now. <laughs> That's, and, uh, yeah, that's beautiful. 
Thank you. Um, yeah, so that song's about being ghosted. <laughs> well, funny. I'm just sitting here laughing because I remember us like kind of talking about something similar at when this was like coming out. So I'm kind of like laughing, remembering like what you were telling me about it. And I think I was going through some shit at the time and you were going through some shit. So yeah. I think we were both just like going through shit. And I remember listening to it, it for the first time and going, God, that's good. Ah. Life continues to throw us shit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, okay. And then the end was, um, so I, I should preface this by saying actually, that all these songs on the Static EP were written while we were doing the Under the Sun record, which is our last record that came out last year. And uh, we recorded them at, in while we were recording that record, and none of them, none of them fit with the record with the Under the Sun. And then, but they all fit together, which is weird. So we held on to them and decided to release them this year. So. Interesting. So the yeah. darkness came before it wasn't even like. Yeah, <laughs> it was all, all just going through that shit. It and wasn't like, even um, coronavirus. I'm shocked. I'm I shocked. Know. I tell you. I we got a whole new round of shit that we've been writing about since the <laughs> coronavirus. No, oh, we're um, definitely gonna get to that. That's funny. Yeah. Um, okay. So the end was the first song actually out of all those songs. That was the first song that we put together for, like, after we released Burn the Ships. So um, I dated this girl for, like, four years or something like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was, like, my first adult relationship and everything, and it kind of went sour, went south, and we broke up and stuff. And we got the opportunity to open up for Bon Jovi. We won a contest and uh, wow. yeah. Was we, it a contest for like the best singer ever? And they were like, oh, well, obviously you, hello. No, nah, I wish. Um, <laughs> no, nah, I was just like, uh, they were doing this thing, this really cool thing on their tour that year where every town they went to, they chose a like local band to open up for them. Like they didn't have any openers or supporting acts. They just they had this contest in every town that they went to, and uh, you would have to you had to submit an original original music. It had to be an original tune, and um, we submitted "Where the Wind Blows," and it got picked um, by their. Uh, I think they said their tour manager picked it and brought it to them and was like, I like these guys. And then they were like, okay, cool. We'll call them up, tell them they won. And, uh, but anyway, so we were practicing for that and we had just broken, I just, we had just broken up me and that girl. And, uh, it was like a really big moment and it was a really big thing. And it like, it was the first up to that point we dated for four years. And so we shared in like, you know, everything, all the, all the ups and all the downs and it was like the first big triumph that I didn't get to share with her so I was like kind of upset mm -hmm. <laughs> I guess and uh we were at practice practicing for that show and um they started playing that riff and I literally just I think I pretty much just yelled the whole first verse and the whole course of that song like it came off the top of the, my head it was the only time that's ever happened to me where it's like I didn't 
I didn't have to write it. It was just kind of like I just yelled it, and it was like that's it. That's the thing. And uh, but that's how the end came about. It was kind of like all the guilt and all that stuff of like you know having to break up with somebody or, or breaking up with somebody, and it just kind of came out in that song. And I want to hear it because it means so much to you and I think it's fun to like say it out loud when there's like lyrics I'm really passionate about so share with us again what were those lyrics that you screamed out it was uh do you feel like you're dying um did you know that I was lying god dang it (laughs) now I'm blanking (laughs) out on my own lyrics uh I don't usually talk you know um yeah I I get what you mean but I was just hearing you sing it when you were it, saying it. So that still means a lot to me. It was like, in the end, it was right in front of you. Um, you can pretend, but deep down, you always knew. It's kind of like, um, she would always kind of joke about, you know, we'd, you watch these behind the music documentaries and stuff. And we were starting a band, and we'd been a band for a few years at that point. And uh, she would always kind of joke about, you know, I'll be that lady that's that they interview whenever you guys get famous after we break up and all this kind of stuff. And that those jokes always kind of, I don't know, they always hit me the wrong way, you know, like, Mm -hmm. it's like, what are you talking about when we break up, you know, but that, yeah. Yeah. Don't like this. (laughs) Wow. Um, I'm just loving it so much because I can like hear you sing those words. Um, and I know how the song goes, so that's really cool. I love that. And you yeah. showed him. You've got, like, such great, like, we've done many interviews before. You've got such great, like, I'm going to make it one day stories. And you really, <laughs> like, you've come so far. So I like, I love all the stories from it. It's like, I'm going to I'm gonna do it. I'm going to fucking sing. I love those stories from it. you. I can't I do them. anything else at this point, I don't think. But Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, we we do new things all the time as humans. You can do anything you want, but thank you for sharing your gift with us. Thank you. You don't always have to have a glass of wine or a drink to unwind. A little tour support CBD is all you need. A lot of CBD companies out there, but I'm going with the one that supports metal, musicians, and this podcast. I need help for my lower back. I need help with my anxiety. I need a little CBD to soothe me every now and then. If that's you too, use the code SCANDALOUS at TourSupportCBD.com for 10% off your order. It'll help support the podcast. It's good. It's good for you. Do it. Code SCANDALOUS at TourSupportCBD.com. Well, you know, I love someone's music when we're friends, but oh my God, I have to talk about your music first. Um, So music first, Party in the Back, rock podcast mullet, if you will. The first song to ever really get my attention of y'all's was Where the Wind Blows. So I love that there is kind of a tie to that with the previous story that you were telling with Bon Jovi's tour manager being like, that's the song. That was the song that got me too. So what's like a little bit of history on the band up until that moment? Um, we started in 2012 and we were a four piece for a long time. And our original bass player, um, Chris Davis, wrote that riff, actually. He wrote the riff um, and kind of the melody and stuff. And we wrote that 
at Kiefer's house. He was living in Tyler at the time. And uh, I remember doing going up there, and we all kind of sat in a room and messed around with that song. And um, Anyway, we wrote that song, and then when we got the opportunity to record it, we actually got to go to Fame Studios in Muscle Shoals, which is a really wow. – prestigious like famous studio and we got to go um we actually got to record with um i don't know if you've ever seen the muscle shoals documentary yes i have Uh, that's why i said wow okay yeah so uh we actually got to record at fame with uh jimmy johnson who was the famed producer at the muscle shoals sound studio and also famous he was part of the muscle shoals uh the the fame gang um and uh he played guitar on like aretha franklin's respect and uh he was there for the birth of southern rock when that that they were talking about in the documentary you know with uh wilson pickett's uh version of hey jude and uh so he actually um we got in touch with him um and we got to go record and he produced the song and he brought the engineer from Muscle Shoals Sound, uh, Steve Melton, up there. And those guys, I mean, they made albums with the Rolling Stones and Paul Simon and Bob Seger and, I mean, you name it. I mean, those guys, those guys have worked with them. And uh, so it was uh, for a bunch of small-town kids, it was it was pretty intimidating to walk in there. But then uh, we walked in there, and he was eating uh, – he was eating a Bojangles breakfast sandwich, and uh, he was like, hey, how y'all doing, boys? And, I mean, he was just a real super down-to-earth guy and had all these – but he just had all this this cool life and all this these crazy stories, you know. He was just mm-hmm. a normal dude with a cool life. And, uh, but anyway, we got to record that song. That was one of the songs. We sent him a group of songs, and uh, that was the one he picked. And then that ended up being our first uh, single whenever we recorded Burn the Ships. So. so this is the first time I've ever had chills on the podcast, and oh, yeah. I'm full body chills right now. Just, That's awesome. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. Like, I'm not making it up. I'm not trying to, like, say anything. I have full body chills right now. That's incredible. Um, so I kind of, like, look at you guys like that, like, Blacktop Mojo talent level. Um you guys have always blown me away. Just every single person in the band is so good at what they do, and you're so good at what you do. Um, was there? Was he surprised that you guys had so much talent? You know, was he surprised by your uh, voice? Because you have it. Uh, he, uh, his favorite thing, like he was pretty hands off. Like his whole thing was like, "You're the artist," um, you know do what you do and then I'll throw in my two cents. So every now and then he would throw in like a little something, Mm -hmm. but for the most part we'd get done with the take and then you'd hear the talk back mic click on and he'd just be like, that was hot shit. (laughs) And, uh, wait, good or bad, good or bad. (laughs) No, he would be like, that's hot shit. That like, that's, that's awesome. That's Okay, great. Sorry. I was still, I was like, I know you said it again, but I still don't know if that's good or bad. Sorry. Yeah, no, it was good. It was, that was, that was what he said when it was good. Okay, cool. Got it. Um, that was actually like one of the coolest, the coolest I've ever felt in my entire life was that, that session. Um, 
we cut everything like throughout the day and then you know you lay down all the drums and the bass and the guitars and all that stuff and so i'm pretty much waiting around all day so i got mm-hmm. you know I'm, I'm pacing i'm full of nerves i'm just like i'm gonna have to sing in front of jimmy johnson just <laughs> close Steve. your eyes and pretend like you're like, singing somewhere over the rainbow like you did exactly. your first tryout at, for the wizard <laughs> of oz when you're in fifth grade exactly so um i did i think i did maybe three vocal takes on that song and uh but the first one, I remember, I got done singing it, and that was like the most nervous I was. But that they left the talkback mic on. And I heard him say to somebody in the in the booth, like the booth in Fame, like is it's all the way on the other side of the room from the from the vocal booth, mm-hmm. like the control room is, yeah. and it's like up, like so you can't really see him, you can't see what's going on. So I'm just sitting there, kind of in the dark, in the in the vocal booth, but they left the talkback mic on, and he was like, "Whoa, that guy's got a hell of a voice, doesn't he?" To to somebody over in the corner, and I was like, oh, "Okay, cool, we got this." I'm, wow. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it, but that's probably the coolest I've ever felt in my entire life. <laughs> I still have chills. Um, I mean, talk about the coolest story that I didn't know about that just asking a question led to. I'm kind of yeah. like I'm kind of blown away. Like, was that wow? Like one of the best you know answers I've ever gotten to a question. That's just so legendary. I can't imagine <laughs> being in the room. Did he give you was, guys any advice? You know, as a band starting out. Oh man, it was just a. Uh, he was just very encouraging, and uh, I mean, he's a man of a few words. You know. I, mm-hmm. I, I, he just told us we, we he was like if y'all don't make it you know i don't know what's wrong with the world type of thing <laughs> you know? i mean so wow i love that so much that's how i feel about you guys that's why i've always been like one of my favorite bands but that's such a great quote well if y'all don't make it i don't know what's wrong with the world yeah that's not a direct quote but he says something like that and i mean yeah it, yeah no that's cool i love that Wow. Oh, I have chills, but I have to keep asking <laughs> questions, right? I have to keep right. on talking. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I mean, I just don't know how to, uh, how do I go on, right? Some sort of hip hop <laughs> reference, like how do I, I, I go on? I ask myself that every day. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> and then you listen to your static EP. You're like, no, no one. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No. Okay, cool. Well, let's talk. Um, Let's keep the coolness going. Let's talk some of the tours you've been on. Um, Big Shaman's Harvest fan. Um, You know, I love them. Met you on Blackstone Cherry Tour. That was so fun. Um, So what's, um, what are some of your favorite tour memories? Who have you really loved that you've toured with? And let's just talk about that a little bit. Um, The guys in Shaman's Harvest are probably some of my favorite people. Mm-hmm. On planet Earth, they're they're awesome. They're, uh, I think I can't remember which tour it was, but we were somewhere, I think in North Carolina maybe, but there was these woods outside of the venue, and uh, I don't remember how it happened. Like the tour memories with them, the memories with them. We drink a lot when we're <laughs> out there with them. I was and, about to uh, say, and the woods. You mean 
Nate just like stripped naked and started running through the woods. I mean, that's how no, I... <laughs> pretty much. But okay, so he told us that last time that they were at this venue, wherever the hell we were at, that he did that, that he stripped naked and he got in the in the creek with a 10 foot alligator. That's what he said. There was a 10 foot alligator in the creek. <laughs> and so after we'd been drinking all night after the show, it was probably two or three, four in the morning, something like that. And we all decided that we wanted to go gator hunting. We wanted to find this gator he was talking about. And, uh, I think it was fish that strapped like one of those minor, like head, those headlamps on his head. And he took us through the, the woods and we were looking for this gator but we were making too much damn noise and laughing carrying on and stuff and we never found a gator so that's probably that's one of my favorite memories with them it's just okay sounds made up but after knowing all of you guys i'm like yep that totally happened like yeah uh yeah just like knowing both of y'all y'all are so southern i'm like "Mm mm-hmm yeah, like, well, let's go. <laughs> let's go find this son of a bitch. <laughs> that's that's accurate. I believe that. that's super funny. Yeah. yeah, that's like one of the things I miss about shows is just the shit that happens afterwards. Like the fucking parking lot parties and the parties after. Like some of the funnest stuff happens after the shows. That sounds like weird. a really fun moment. Yeah. Oh, my other uh, Shams Harvest story was we were in. Again, I can't remember where, but we're on that run with them, and it was raining really hard at one of these shows, and I wasn't there. I wasn't. I had walked off to get something from somewhere, or like Uber somewhere. Pedialyte and baby wipes, probably. (laughs) And uh, when I got back, um, they were like, "Dude, you're never gonna believe this. Those crazy some bitches were outside." showering butt ass naked <laughs> in the parking lot in the runoff that was coming off of our bandwagon they were sh- they took a shower <laughs> so everyone gets naked around these guys this is funny i like this there's they lots are, of nakedness going they have, around they have no shame they, <laughs> they are not ashamed of their bodies at all <laughs> that's super funny i love that um so who have you not toured with yet that you're like we've got a tour with them um, we met uh, Dan Donegan from uh, Disturbed when we were in Illinois last time. Uh, mm-hmm. He came out to the show, and I think it would be cool, cool as hell to tour with them. He was really cool. Lots of red wine and charcuterie boards. Charcuterie boards. So I was like, yeah. I knew I was like, yeah, I'm biting something off. The charcuterie, yeah, that thing. Yeah, lots of red wine. <laughs> and they, yeah, and they're yeah, they yeah. lots of red wine, lots of um, charcuterie boards. So that's that, like that's that, that's what that, you can expect on the rider in the green room situation. With that's the that's the disturbed tour right there. Yeah, they're they're yeah. very fancy. They're very fabulous. Very refined gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, they're very fine. Yeah, I was running around with Clinton Seven Dust a bunch of years ago, and. They were all about like red wine and things like that. They were very fancy. It was very fun. That's good. That. Good times. No one, yeah, no one got naked. There was no rain, but there was red wine. Was no, no alligators. No gators. I mean, God damn it. <laughs> we all go back on tour. <laughs> I, I miss the Southern boys. This is so much fun. I'm like, God. Yeah. 
That's funny. Um, well, let's get, I mean, I just miss shows. Let's get sad and let's still be sadder and sadder about live music not really being a thing right now. Um, you guys sitting down and doing the whole campfire sing-along thing in the air tonight is one of the things um, I love most about your live show. Did the sing-along thing start on Shiprocked? Um, the sing-along thing actually started by accident. We were at a venue in uh, it was Temple Life in Fort Smith, Arkansas, and we could not, for the life of us, for some reason, get this acoustic guitar to work. Mm-hmm. Um, like the battery died in it between the time we sound checked and the time we started playing or something. Uh-huh. But uh, couldn't get it to work. So um, there weren't too terribly many people in the venue that night. So mm-hmm. and it's a big. Th- old theater so like the acoustics in there are phenomenal it's it's really awesome place and we just went and sat down on the edge of the stage and uh was like you know just gestured for everybody to come to the to the pit down there to the front and uh everybody did and we did that song and um after the show the owner of the place was like man y'all should you know i'm not saying y'all should you know, have technical difficulties every night, but <laughs> you should, you should definitely add that into your show. That was really cool. And so after that, we just started like just going and sitting in the middle of the floor and doing that. That is so cool. And I, I yeah, I've been to like two of them. So I'm just like putting myself there, like in the room where I was just experiencing it feels so good. So, so, yeah. so good. Um, so, last th- yeah, so last thing I'll say about your music, I've been sharing some of your most recent songs to people on my social media, and they're falling for them automatically. And it's freaking me out because, no, that's <laughs> not how they're supposed to do it. They can't like the new songs. They have to start with Burn the Ships album. Then they go <laughs> back to I Am. And then you get to enjoy Under the Sun. And then you can treat yourself to the new EP. Static. I mean, am I crazy or what? Like, Agree or disagree? The, yeah. It's like Star Wars. You know, you got to start with the, you know, in the middle and then go back to the beginning. And the, yeah. 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 I like that. Yeah. That's exactly how I feel about it. People are like, oh, they're really good. I need to check that out. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Someone's messaging me today. I was like, oh, okay, dude. So go back to Burn the Ships, start there, go to the album before, and then go to this. It's like, you're, <laughs> yeah. you're just going about this all the wrong way. Like, I'm going to yeah. stop what you're I'm doing, doing right now right. and let you know what to do. Yeah. So let's break out a little bit and just talk about your dog because dogs are the best and we love them so much. And your dude Zeppelin is a baby and I love babies and dogs are so cute. Um, If you could say one thing to your dog Zeppelin and ask him one question, what would you say to him and what question would you ask? Um, I would tell him that I love him. Oh, my God. Me, too. That's what I've always said. Like, I just want them to know I love them. Oh, my God. That's funny. I want him to know. Um, (laughs) I don't know. If I I could ask him one question and he would answer, it would Uh be like, what do you want? Because I never know exactly (laughs) what he wants. Do you want to go outside? Are you hungry? What What is going on with you, bud? Can we get a signal going? Yeah, I don't know. Uh huh. That's funny. I love that. That's so hilarious. Like dog people, it's like, oh my god, that's what I've always wanted to say to my dogs too. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I would say. Oh my god, that's exactly what I would say. And also, I'd like tell my dog Diesel, you know, you pull my arm off when you walk, right? And it's really inconsiderate yeah. and rude, and it really pisses <laughs> me off. Like, could we do something about that? 
really appreciate can it. Your, can we work out a system? Yeah, like, no. Diesel, we, you're killing me. You're killing me. I love you. You're killing me. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So um, Zeppelin is a pretty badass sidekick to the band house, which I love that y'all all live together and you have a band house. I feel like I used to party in band houses and that was a thing, but they're not so much anymore. Um, y'all have had telethons there. Now you do live streams. So what's going on at the Blacktop Mojo band house? Um, not a lot these days. We are <laughs> well, working sad. on new music and... Uh, Everything's pretty chill right now just because there's not a lot going on with the the Rona stuff. You know, mm-hmm. we're not getting ready for a tour or anything like that. Um, but uh, Nathan and Heather are getting married, and Nathan's our drummer. And uh, him and his fiance are getting married in January, and they're building a house right now. Um, so they're, they're working on that. And uh, when they move out, I'm getting that master bedroom. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm That's just funny. Uh, and well, then, you like uh, claimed it. It's like finders keepers. You said it out loud first. Oh, exactly. Right? We can got, reference yeah, this podcast. See, I said I it dibs. here. Dibs, dibs, dibs. Yes. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, we're all just kind of hanging around, doing our own thing. And working on music when we can and kind of just trying to stay sane and yeah. all this, you know, I mean, everybody's, I think everybody's pretty ready to, to be back in a bus and, and being in a different place every day. Me too, Matt. I've missed tour buses so much. I can't tell yeah. you. <laughs> I mean, let's you know laugh what about I'm talking it. About. Yeah, I know. I'm like, Oh my God, me too, Matt. Me too. I swear. Um, so Metallica tried it first, so let them do it first, then you guys will do it. What's <laughs> going on with this like drive-in movie theater weekend live? Everybody in the Mojo Nation family come together. Like, what's the deal with that? What's going on? Um, we actually did a drive-in show not too long ago. Oh, did um, you? Probably. Uh, yeah, we had a thing where like you could turn into a certain radio station in your car and uh or whatever and you can listen to the to the sound what was, was the response cool. to that did people go like oh uh, my god i love it people were getting a little closer than they should have probably <laughs> in the front of the stage but yeah um overall overall really good i mean everybody kind of you know respected everybody else and That's did good. their thing and it was just nice to be able to play a live show yeah um for everybody and uh but here in a couple months or i guess in yeah in a couple months in october we're hoping things have opened up a little bit more by then um but we have what we're gonna call camp mojo so there's a couple of local venues uh around tyler that are um we're doing these limited capacity shows um one's outside and acoustic kind of thing and then one will be inside and it'll be full band but it'll be like a two-day little double header um since we can't fit everybody that we want to in the room all at the same time we're gonna do two shows and kind of uh, try that we're gonna try that yeah but do we're calling that. it camp mojo and uh it'll be pretty cool well i've already seen the t-shirts online they look really cool mojo nation yeah. does not quit they're legit 
They're the best. They're gonna, fucking on it. They are. They are. <laughs> they are always on it. I know. It's insane. Like, it really is. Your, um, your online, you, not presence, but, like, your fans. Community. Yeah, your community. I was like, what do we call it? What, yes. Yeah, all we all we can do these days is social media, and I don't even know what it's called. I'm like, the, yeah. the Mojo Nation, the thing they do, like all That's of them. Yeah. They're so dedicated, and I don't know if I've seen, like, such a grassroots community grow like that so quickly, so passionately, and everyone oh, yeah. loves it. Everyone oh, is been, so tuned in. Yeah, they've been keeping us alive for sure. They, they're, the, they're the shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, they are. So um, do you think Corona has done anything positive for the music industry and for the industry? I mean, after absolutely destroying it, of course. But do you think there's <laughs> any, like after it's already killed it, but do you think there's anything positive that we can take away from this? Um, I definitely think it's made everybody get really creative about how they reach out to to their people. And, you know, with all the live stream, I know it's not the same, but the live stream shows and the, you know, the online, just seeing everybody come together like that online, especially like you're talking about. And we, we have the Mojo nation, we have those people in there and they seeing everybody kind of come together and keep their favorite bands alive throughout all this has been really cool and really humbling. I think it, it's like, Hey dude, you're not going to make it without these folks, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, if you didn't know that before, you definitely know it now. So, <laughs> If you don't know, yeah. now you know. Now you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I definitely think that, like, fans now, we will never miss a show ever again. We're right. so sorry. We didn't mean it. We will be at every show <laughs> from now on forever. Oh, my gosh. Like, there's no, like, mm, I'll catch them next time. We're like, oh, no. Oh, my God. I can't make it. We're going to every show. Absolutely. I can't wait till it kicks back up. I can't wait to see what it looks like right. in all these all these places, man. It's yeah. going to be crazy. Well, I'll just be drinking at the bar like I was when we did our live. So yes. I, the live that we did literally was like the first social interaction I felt like I had had in so long. So I was... Oh, yeah. We did a little, the yeah. little Instagram live. Yeah. yeah. You were the first one like I did. I was like, well, I'll start with Matt. I love Matt. Like, Matt's fun. Uh-uh. And I literally, like, got so much out of first. that. It was the first social interaction I got. That's awesome. Yeah, it's still on the gram. I got kind of drunk during it. You can go watch it. Me too. It's great. <laughs> well, let's um, get to those Blacktop Mojo Nation questions because Mojo Nation is amazing. Um, yeah. Jeff got it, I guess. No. No, that's all I got? Okay, cool. Did, well, <laughs> did it not feel right? No. <laughs> I felt like I could add more twang to it, but I guess not. My interview voice was like, nope, that's as, that's oh, as far good. as my voice goes. <laughs> <laughs> um, why have you not played Leave It Alone live yet? That's a good question, Jeff. I think we forgot. <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> uh, no, I don't. Uh, we just haven't worked that one up yet. We haven't had the opportunity to play it live. That's funny. Yeah. Um, maybe we will play it on our next live stream or our next, uh, or maybe at Camp Mojo. Hey. Ooh, there you go. Ooh. Ooh. Well, I like that. But also, um, oh, we forgot. 
is also really great. No, yeah. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> um, so Sheila Santos Ashley, she wanted to know if you're working on a new album, which you've said a couple different times that you guys are. But so let's take it further. Since she asked that, you've already confirmed yes. Can you give us any details on what you're working on or what's inspiring you, what the songs will be about? Um, everything's pretty loose right now. We got a bunch of songs and ideas and things. It's basically like a bunch of pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like um, our video guy gave me this metaphor, but like um, it's kind of like if I was writing a book and I got all these pieces of paper on the floor and I'm trying to figure out how they fit together. That's kind of what we got right now as far as new songs. Cool. It's just a bu- bunch of bits and pieces of things that don't really quite fit together yet, but we're working on it. You have such great answers. I love your answers. I love interviewing you. Like that paints. Yeah, that's really cool. I like that a lot. So Carla Smith, she wants to know how you keep from laughing at the crowd because we're all singing our little hearts out. We must be so off key. So that's her funny, Uh, funny tongue in cheek. I know you would never laugh at us. Question. No. Um, I think it's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Whenever I hear people singing, uh, it's still every time it's like, holy crap, they know the song. Um, it's, it's awesome. It's a really cool feeling. Um, so I'd never laugh at that. But uh, to be honest, uh, a lot of the times it's so loud on stage that I really can't hear <laughs> any one person singing off key. So don't be, don't ever be self-conscious if you're singing along to your favorite band because they, they probably can't hear you because they're so focused on <laughs> everything that's going on up there oh that's great okay well that i'm gonna ask kind of an embarrassing question this is a great fan question last one um but okay so we asked that but one thing i always hate um i love music i go to a show but crap i don't know like all the songs all the albums but i think i know this song so i start singing to it and then like an artist is looking at me or something because i'm singing it (laughs) but then I totally sing it wrong, and then my mouth moves the wrong way, and I totally like, oh, crap, I hate it when that happens. Uh, you feel like you let them down? No, I just, like, I feel automatically I, embarrassed. Like, I want to go away and hide. I'm like, oh, God, oh, no, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Does Don't Black... look at me. <laughs> oh, no, oh, no. Does Blacktop Mojo have any of those lyrics where, um, you know, the lyrics are this, but people think it's this, and it's kind of funny? Um, I can't think of any off the top of my head. I'm sorry. That's the that's oh, no, probably the worst no, answer I've given. Oh no, totally, it's fine. No, but um, that's such a real thing, though. Like being oh, yeah. at a show, singing the wrong words when the artist is looking at you and going shit, 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 fuck, 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 fuck. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's the exact feeling. <laughs> I'm like, damn it! But I really love you, though. That's how I always feel. I'm like, oh, but yeah. I love you. <laughs> It's all in here. It's it's all in. There you go. Okay, cool. Well, we've got Camp Mojo going on. Um, Get the T-shirts. Are they available, like, on your website, all that good stuff? Or do you have to be in the Mojo Nation to get the Camp Mojo shirt? um, For the Camp Mojo shirt, it's a special shirt. So you have to be coming to the show. And they're, like, pickup only. So that's, like. Oh, I remember y'all taking a stand. I saw that caption. Yes. You can only get the shirt if you were there. It's like a, it's just a special deal for everybody that gets to come 
to the show. So it's like, um, and it has the dates of the show and everything on there. So it's uh, October 16th and 17th, I believe, in uh, in and around Tyler, Texas. So Perfect. There's a special room rate at a hotel up there that we got for all our people that are coming down. So if you feel like coming in, you can stay with the rest of the Crazy Mojo Nation folks, and we're all going to have a really good time. I so. bet they'll even share some of their beer with you if you come. I can say for a fact that they would. They totally would. They'll share their drinks with you. It'll be a good time. Everything. Thanks for listening, guys. If you like today's episode and you're a metalhead, share this podcast with one of your metalhead friends. Follow me on Instagram at scandalousofficial or tweet me at scandaloussays. Anything you like, didn't like, or who you want to see on next. The Scandalous Podcast is produced by me, Scandalous, and edited by Mariah Gossett. If you take your hot sauce in your bag when you travel like I do, you may be a hot sauce addict. Hello Hot Sauce, that is. Hello Hot Sauce is a small batch gourmet hot sauce that is flavor forward and most importantly, the hot sauce of Metalheads. They've partnered with and made flavors with Florida Frank and Hatebreed, my good friend, Techno Destructo of Guar, Ghoul, Exhumed, and maybe me soon. Who knows? I definitely kind of want my own hot sauce. Not gonna lie. It is created, hand-bottled, and labeled by Kyle and Natalie Colson in Santa Clara, California, American Made Y'all, and I cannot wait to go party with them at my next metal show in the Bay Area. We've already been talking about it. Metalheads, support metalheads. Get your metalhead hot sauce at hellahothotsauce.com and follow them on the gram at, at hella underscore hot underscore hot underscore sauce.